The following program is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views expressed are those of the panelists and not necessarily those of the sponsors, Broadway Media, their respective managements or employees. Live from the start of 2023, it's Geek Show Podcast. Massa Meta is willing to do anything for you if you vote for him for Grand Vizier of the Galactic Empire. Anything. Anything. <laughs> tour, of the, tour of the Narkina 5 prison? Done. Meet the Emperor at his beachfront uh, property resort on Scarif? Easy. He'll even arrange it so you can press the shiny red button on the Death Star that ends freedom in the galaxy. Just please let him be Grand Vizier. He, he really, really needs this. On today's Geek Show. Geek Show Podcast dot com. Dang it, I love the intro so much, Lee. I love it so much. It's so good. It's great, and and so it's a, and it's from a, a, a now defunct uh, ska band called the Beam Me Up Ska Tees. I get it, and okay. and and it drives our musician friends who listen to this show crazy because it is out of tune. It, that's that's part of the charm. It is, I think. If it's not broken, it doesn't have personality. That's what I always. Say. That's right. He's broken. That's part of his personality. He's Lee George Cade. Everybody. Oh, oh hold on, hold on. Good morning. Let me. Let me uh, <laughs> let me put on my podcast glasses. Oh, there you oh, go. Oh, oh, there you are. Okay, hi. Exactly the same. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> That's the same frames. Uh, no, special, Tony, don't be silly. They're special <laughs> podcast lenses. Oh, yes. they're, they're different. You're right. Uh, they make every no. seem, everything seem larger than it really is. <laughs> so my optometrist said uh, you need you need better lenses for up close stuff. Now spit. It was the strangest conversation <laughs> I've ever had with an optometrist ever. At Grimley's on Instagram, I, I talk about uh, miniatures, and occasionally I juggle kittens, but I'm all out of kittens, so I'll just stick to the okay? miniatures. <laughs> Usually. <laughs> I was, I've, I've heard uh, about this cat juggling. <laughs> if, if you don't know what I'm talking about, look up on YouTube. Um, <laughs> just look up cat juggling with uh steve martin steve martin cat juggling yeah yeah, it's uh it's a whole bit he did in the mid-70s while he was still doing stand-up and it was amazing and it was in the jerk as well yeah uh oh look it's rebecca frost everybody hi hey hi i know you guys were so worried i found my bazooka shark sweatshirt oh good phew i was accusing people uh when really it was just in my closet Oh, that darn closet. Well, Rebecca, darn has, closet. Rebecca has so many people wandering through her house. It could have been anybody. You know? That is the <laughs> joke. That's true, though. <laughs> Uh, he has, um, well, he has uh, one other person and maybe a cat, I think, uh, wandering through his house. He's Quad T, too tall Tony. How do you know these things? <laughs> Tony's, cat, Tony's cat is great because, like, when I go over to Tony's house, Simon's like, oh, hi. And I'm like, hi, Simon. And he's like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> then he leans in for some more scritches and then hisses at her again. <laughs> Check me out on Twitter at Quad T Tony or on the Gadget Spot podcast. That, that was the end. 
with with what what our <laughs> returning champion, Excitable hey! James. Yeah. Guess what? I'm existing got... in the same plane of reality as Rebecca right now. Ready, Rebecca? Know, we've, we've practiced got this. Full uh -huh. chaos. Ha -ha. You're not gonna tell other me. Way. You went the wrong, wrong way, James. Wrong You're way. on the other Rachel. side. Oh, this you is obviously you obviously didn't ah. practice it. You can see it too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Carrie, I, I, I do need to settle this with our host, Carrie Jackson. Are we settling custody of uh, Excitable James once and for all? Because uh, you so guys are worms? You, wait, are you claiming custody now? Well, yeah, he's my Is son, this too. This my long lost brother. This is the first time I've had two dads that like stuck around. <laughs> Can't you both nice. be his dad? There was the September incident and then the birth incident. That's right. Uh, Monday through Friday, 6 to 10, x96.com. Uh, we'll share custody. How about that? That sounds good. I have a brother. <laughs> I have siblings? What's this like? I know. It's I weird, right? I don't know. I don't know. have to be our own siblings. That's Time right. for nookies. <laughs> Gotta right. catch me first. Uh, first of all, <laughs> uh, first of all, let's remind everybody, next week, we'll be doing this in front of you live, not here on the... Well, we will be here, but we'll be. Uh, you can come and see us for realsies at uh, Brewies in Salt Lake City. The doors open at 11:30. The podcast starts at noon, and Starship Troopers starts at one-ish. Oh, baby! Wow, a, a repeat! A repeat! We've done Starship Troopers along uh, in in well, the years before. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. was this input when we were looking for what movie to pick? Uh, well, I, I just wanted to say let's do it during a period of time that Rebecca's legal to drink. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's true. Because <laughs> last time we did it, I think you were still in high school. Tell me the year. Tell me the year. Don't 2000, 2009. I was graduated, old man. <laughs> by, you were by graduated what? in 2009? Uh, I was only 20, though. <laughs> Yeah. So, ah, he's correct. He's correct. Yeah, I was there. not the youngest anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> I'm always right. the baby. Yeah, so, and uh, Egg Fu sure. asks, it was a double feature. It was called Plight of the Modern Man in a Post-Industrial Future with Paul Verhoeven. Mm -hmm. And it was it was RoboCop and Starship Troopers. A double oh, feature. Oh. That's some sci-fi goodness right yep. there. Starship Troopers uh, came out in 1997. The, uh, the price for admission, pay what you want. Your soul. And we, and we mean that. We sincerely mean that. Pay what you want. I'm not saying I could use the money. Um. <laughs> yes. Is there more to this? <laughs> she says in front of all that literature. Yeah. Look at all that. Okay. Uh, millions I'm of dollars in Canada. I'm, I'm finally read. Yes. Uh, let's begin with, uh, well, Jeremy Renner. It's his birthday today. Oh. And he's, he's, lucky, he's lucky to see this birthday. Uh, because apparently he's he was pretty messed up. If if somebody hadn't seen this happen, his neighbor, who's a doctor apparently, oh. if if if, if they had not seen this happen, he would probably be dead well, because his injuries too, were that bad. Because wasn't wow. he was he was pulling out a family member who got stuck in the snow. So I wonder yeah. if like the family member was like, oh no, I go get help. <laughs> Uh, well, it was uh, it was really something. He um, he was he was using a snowcat, you know, like the ones in The Shining. Uh, <laughs> One of the biggins to pull uh, his uh, somebody's car out of a snowbank because he he lives just above Reno, and apparently they got hit with snow like crazy, oh, yeah. big time. And um, he, he, somehow the he stopped the snowcat, got out, was doing something, and the snowcat started going. 
And so he tried to jump in to stop it, but instead he jumped on the tread and went under the tread. Oh. Kind of like uh, that uh, Nazi in Indiana Jones uh, <laughs> uh, went under the tread. Um, and it, it not only severed one of his major arteries in his leg, which caused massive bleeding, but it crushed his chest area really yeah. badly. Uh, but uh, he seems to be fine. Well, not not fine, but alive and stable. He's, he's talking. <laughs> he's yeah. talking, not coherently, but he's talking. Getting head massages. Yeah, that one Instagram story. It's just so sad, man. Yeah, yeah. Weird to see him vulnerable. I mean, it's just uh, yeah, blunt chest trauma and orthopedic injuries. Uh, let's yeah, there's a whole. You can find it all online. Uh, but uh, yeah, he's lucky to be here. That snowcat weighed at wow. least four, 14,330 pounds. It's a little heavier. That'd yeah. be like being <laughs> stepped on by the Hulk. <laughs> Something. Hey, that's Seriously. a reference to the movies he's in. <laughs> oh, I get it. Do it again. Uh, Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> Do it again, Lee. <laughs> that would be one. like that'd be like if Abomination came and cleared his driveway and accidentally stepped on him in the process. <laughs> he did on the top of his head. He did it. Yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, call he's the so Reno. Call the Reno Hospital and wish him well. I guess that'd be like if okay. that'd be like if Red Skull came through on a terror tank and ran over him while he was clearing all his driveway. Right, Lee, all too right, many times. All right, all right. Yeah. Terror Please tank. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I got to write down terror tank. Tank. <laughs> I'll write a theme song. Thank you. All right. Uh, let's uh, see. Oh, this was my favorite story of the week. Um, because uh, you're going to have to help me with the last name pronunciation, Rebecca. Michael Giacchino? Giacchino. Correct, you got it. It's Giacchino. Is it Giacchino? I watched the, docu I watched the documentary okay. where well, he and his family. I look like an idiot, Lee. <laughs> no, you don't. You, just, I, you can't be the ultimate Michael Giacchino fan if you didn't watch the documentary about the making of Werewolf by Night, Rebecca. You're all wrong. It's pronounced Johnson. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Tony, and that's the majority. It rules. <laughs> now the speaker. Dun, da, da. Oh, James doesn't know how math works. That's fun. Um, uh, <laughs> I was Michael, raised in the Nebo School District. Math my brother's dumb. <laughs> how many okay. ears of corn do you get with a watermelon? My kid is stupid. How many? Yep. Oh. <laughs> yep. Okay. That is that's definitely how... Nebo School District math. Right? That's how many. That's how many. <laughs> you got All it. Right. Okay. Uh, but he is, uh, of course, one of the most prolific film composers, but now he's moving into directing. He directed, as uh, Lee pointed out, Werewolf by Night. And he has just signed on with Warner Brothers to direct a remake of the 1954 sci-fi classic, Them. Too early. I'm so happy for him. It's about giant killer ants. Yes. When I, what? When I yeah. read this article the first time, I mistook it and thought it said, and, and my brain said, they live. And I was like, oh, a they Ooh, live remake. Ah, that no. would be cool, too. But yeah, giant it's, ants, that's okay, too. And remember, giant it's ants them, is okay. It's them with an exclamation point. Them. Yeah. yeah, the trailer for them is one of the greatest things in the world. It was during that, that period of... Uh, trailers where they're just trying to scare and shock everybody um i'm hopeful that with this new invested interest in giant animal monster movies that we finally get a remake of night of the triffids oh what's a triffid giant rabbit uh, like, giant. no you're, no, you're thinking you. night of the lepus is what you're thinking night of the lepus yeah what's triffid triffids are um uh, bugs yeah okay so lepus, lepus is the disease that selena gomez has 
Yeah. That's lupus. So Night of the Never Lupus. Night of Latino. Night of the Lepus, I believe, had William Shatner in it, and his his death scene was in a trailer park. It was Dr. McCoy, actually. Oh, god damn it. (laughs) Can we trust his Jachino pronunciation? I don't know. I don't know now. It's Johnson. (laughs) I told you. That's what I'm saying. So Michael Caskin Robbins flavor. Michael Cappuccino is uh, going to remake that. He said he said, uh, there's always a movie in your mind that never leaves your head. Yep. For me, them. it's them. Really? It wasn't until much later in life that I learned what it was about, the nuclear age. Because uh, in the original film, the ants are infected with radiation, grow to massive proportions, and terrify, uh, terrorize the United States. So what I love about them is exactly what it's called, them. It's about the other, the unknown, which one refuses or can't understand. Uh, the current version of them is about immigration and to tell a story about a su- uh, the subject through the lens of this insane science fiction monster movie. Hmm. What are they going to do? 100 foot tall immigrants and just scare the shit out of Greg Abbott? Could <laughs> hey, got him. Minorities. Mm. <laughs> Man, when I was little, radiation was so much cooler than it is when I'm an adult now. That no, was little, right? Radiation gave everyone superpowers, made mm-hmm. things big, you know? Now it just kills you. And now it, it just you, fixes it you cancer or whatever. It whatever. also causes cancer, though. Oh, oh lose, lose. So, I know. What do when's you do? When's TNT going to make a comeback with quicksand? I'll tell you that. Yep. <laughs> you know, you know another old movie I hope they bring back? What's that? Remember the green slime? How could I forget? Blubber. Yeah. That had the best theme song. I don't even remember what acid rock band did it. The green slam. Green slam. Yeah. Look it up. Maybe it's okay. a... Maybe it's a Saturday matinee Just, movie for us someday. I, I would seriously host that, and I would tell people spooky stories before and after. <gasps> Don't threaten us with a good time. Yeah. Oh, I will. I will, Carrie Jackson. I will threaten you with a good time. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's see. Now, we got a whole bunch of trailers uh, released this uh, week, and uh, this one I, I know was discussed. Evil Dead Rise. Nope. Nope. Let's nope, go. Nope. Nope. nope, nope. I've watched this one yet. Nope. 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 Yeah. Yeah. But I think I'm on board. <laughs> Maybe. Uh it uh, it was a damn creepy trailer, I'll tell yep. you. And it and it evokes <laughs> it evokes the whole Evil Dead uh, thematics just beautifully. So they they had released the red band trailer, but before the movie Megan, it was the green band trailer, mm-hmm. and we got Don't a little they just bit more. Call that a trailer? Shut up, Tony. <laughs> so they had uh, some other footage in there, including Raimi Cam, the Return Raimi, of the Raimi oh, Cam. You got Raimi Cam. You got a chainsaw. You got you know what was the what was the line that I loved? Mama lives with the uh, with the uh, maggots now. Maggots now, yeah. Mama lives with the maggots now. Oh, is this actress on the poster the same one from Smile? It could be. Uh, I look no. it up. It looks look it up if you like would please. Her. So the, uh, the thing. I hear after this trailer came <laughs> out, smile. like police departments around the country are hoping to get Ramy cams installed because you just can't keep a door shut with a Ramy cam around. <laughs> Damn right. Uh, this is the fifth film in the series. Uh, officially uh and uh there was a teaser trailer on monday that uh, was in my mailbox that had uh bruce campbell on it and he introduced just like 30 seconds of footage he says we're going to put out a trailer later but uh, i just wanted to say first of all i'm not in this movie (laughs) that's what i was going to say i didn't think he was and second of all i'm producing this movie so my fingerprints are all over it and so are sam raimi's and you know yeah uh so it was his Uh, official endorsement this lead actress Alyssa sutherland um no she was in 
Vikings. Um, Vikings. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Here's the plot. Uh, let's see. Evil Dead Rise does not take place in a haunted cabin in a haunted woods. <laughs> it's set no. in Los Angeles apartment building where Ellie, Melissa Sutherland, is raising her three kids when her long absent uh, younger sister, Beth, who is in uh, Panic at Hanging Rock, Lily Sullivan, shows up for a visit. However, you can count on some Evil Dead mainstays to show their terrifying faces. The sisters' reunion is cut short by the discovery of a mysterious book. Ah, oh, no! it is. Oh. You don't read from the book in the bowels of Ellie's building, giving rise to flesh-possessing demons and thrusting Beth into the primal battle for survival. Mommy, what does Necronomicon ex mortis mean? Oh. <laughs> don't say it. Google it. <laughs> so look up that... Uh, Look up that trailer and uh, another another great little trailer that we got for a movie that I've been looking forward to is Renfield. Yeah, I watched this one this morning. I mean, all you had to do was say Nicolas Cage is Dracula and Mm -hmm. I'm there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Nicholas Holt is Renfield and it's uh, it it was a wild trailer. I I love the line. Aquafina's in it, uh, and she says, "Did you, did, did I see you cut a guy with a decorative serving platter?" Yeah. <laughs> to which Renfield says, "Well, it's all in the wrist." It's in the wrists. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, Good but year it's, for Nicholas Holt, I bet. I'll say, uh, it's uh, uh, in in November. Uh, Nicholas Holt uh, talked about it, saying he's eager for the audience to see what Nicholas Cage is doing in this. He says it's original, but it's steeped in a lot of history. Dracula history and folklore. It's exciting, even though it's very bizarre. Elevated tone for an action comedy. Uh, it definitely looks bizarre from the trailer. You think you yeah. know what you're getting in the first 30 seconds, and then it goes like sideways, and you're like, what the heck? Now, Robert Kirkman, uh, Walking Dead, is involved in this. He says, oh, nice. Ooh, yes. He, sa- he says, It's a story about how a shitty job it is to be Dracula's henchman. <laughs> <laughs> It's a fun, extremely violent comedy because I've got a crutch and it's violence, he says. So I, thought, I believe ben that Ben Schwartz statement. is also in it. Ben Schwartz plays like a bad guy who's covered up in tattoos. If you listen to the first episode of 2023's comedy, Bang Bang, he talks all about it. Oh, okay. I just don't know if, you know, as a professional Draculia hunter, I'm I'm not ready for people to start making fun of Draculias. That's not something you laugh at. No, They're, no. They're a menace, those Draculias. I thought we were churro hunters. No, we're... Oh, we're no, you're churro factory hunters. <laughs> we're factory we're, hunters. We're, we are haunted churro factory yeah. exorcists. Oh. There is a difference. <laughs> okay. So you can do both is what you're saying. Yes. Okay. Because there's an amazing amount of crossover between Draculia hunter and haunted churro factory exorcist, though. So I should sharpen my steaks. <laughs> Yes. Well, sharpen your churros, my man. Churros. Sharpen those churros up. That's right. Yeah. Another trailer that we got this week was Koala Man. Okay. What? I haven't seen the trailer, but I read about this and I'm in. It's uh, from one of the Rick and Morty people, Justin Roiland. Uh, let's see. It's uh, oh, it's uh, creator Michael Cusack. Oh, he's from Smiling Friends. Uh, yeah. And uh, let's see. Oh, and Justin Roiland is involved in this. Hugh yeah. Jackman's in it. Yeah, hey, I saw Hugh... I saw the the cast and I was like, I'm in. Uh, the first trailer for Koala Man. Um, we meet Kevin, a middle aged father who has adopted the persona of Koala Man to protect his town, which on the outside looks normal, but is actually an Australian suburb of a uh, hub of cosmic and human evil. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Hugh Jackman plays Kevin's boss, Big Greg who ends up supporting his employee on his superhero adventures. 
uh, Sarah Snook, Jermaine Clement mm-hmm. is in it. Uh, Demi Lardner, Alexandria Diadro, Rachel House, Hugo Weaving I, shows up. What? I really hope yes. that Hugh Jackman now really leans into just being a weirdo and choosing all the weirdo roles. Do you want him to go full Daniel Radcliffe? Yeah. <laughs> I would Hang, love that. Hanging out with Ryan Reynolds will have that effect on you. As you can <laughs> as you if you're watching us on on the YouTube, you can see the picture of Koala Man's nemesis, the Kookaburra. Kookaburra. <laughs> It's very who, large. Who sits in the old gum tree and laughs evilly. Oh, if, if it's set in Australia, Hugh Jackman can use his real accent. Yep. They all do, yeah. Like yeah, him. it's amazing. Right, so so it, I do have to make a clarification for chat, Carrie. I'm sorry to interrupt. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. Greenboy28 wanted to know if, what we would do if it was a churro factory that was haunted by three Draculas. Um, technically, Draculas couldn't actually haunt anything because they're, they're undead, not just dead. Oh. But, but if they were dead undead haunting a haunted churro factory our prices triple but we can still do it <laughs> it's hard it's yeah. tough work yeah it's hard well, work with with undead dead draclias all eight episodes of koala man will drop on hulu on uh, monday january yes. 9th so i love monday why that's today what <laughs> in the future in the future the today of the future starring rebecca frost um another thing i gotta look at today was they've been releasing more and more footage of uh, this uh, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur cartoon. I So I have a friend who has worked on this show, and I messaged oh. her asking if there was anything she wanted me to share about the uh-huh. show. Um, and I'm sorry to disappoint she hasn't gone back to me. Um, oh, well, that's fine. I just want to brag. I just want to brag. I have, oh, a show, okay. I have a friend who's working on the show. <laughs> they, know them. they go to a different school, though. Like, they, you would know. Whatever. Yeah, you wouldn't know her. You can't fact friend. check this, but it's she's true. In, she's in Canada. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't know her. She's pretty cool, though. But, uh, you know, because everyone's talking about the Spider-Verse animation. and But if you look at the style of this uh, animation for this uh, cartoon, I'm really looking forward to it. It just looks great. You know who it reminds me of? Hmm. Former Geek Show podcast panelist Derek Hunter. It does kind of look like his uh, work a little bit, doesn't it? Yep, it does. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, go take a look at it. Go look online for uh, footage of this. It doesn't premiere until uh, February 10th on Disney Channel, and uh, then shortly after on Disney Plus, it'll be there. I'm excited for it. That's in February, but it looks just incredible. Go take a look at some of the footage that they have released. This is a stupid question, but are these existing properties, or is this a brand new thing? This yeah, is Moon a Girl Marvel Devil Dinosaur is a, is a little Marvel comic that is actually very, very cute and very, very funny. It, uh, it started out a long time ago as Moon Boy and Devil Dinosaur. Devil Dinosaur had his own comic for a while, too, didn't he? Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's an older property, Devil Dinosaur is. And then they, uh, they rebooted it with, uh, with Moon Girl and made it more interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the closest true. thing I've ever seen to Devil Dinosaur is in uh, Invincible. There's a bad guy. What's his name? I forget what his name is. He's like three quarters of the way through Bad the series. Guy. He shows up and he's a dinosaur that's really smart. Something Rex. I forget. Yeah. Yeah, that's the only in kind of a side character. Yeah. Um, so we got uh, other news. And I mean, we knew this would happen. I was just surprised at how quickly they agreed to this because Netflix does not renew their shows on a timely basis. They uh, get around well, they usually, to it. They usually cancel them on a timely basis, though. Yeah, canceled, that's easy. Uh, renewing yeah. them, it takes them forever to make an official announcement. And we knew that Wednesday would get renewed, but they finally uh, released 
that information this week that Wednesday will in fact get season two. <laughs> the smallest picture Lee could find of it's Wednesday. The only it was <laughs> seriously the only non W whatever format picture I could find of the stupid show. Oh, W E B S. Yeah, or something like that. it's like, like no, yeah. Google's the question, the out. question that we have is how involved Tim Curry will, or not Tim Curry. Well, I don't well, think Curry is going to be very involved. <laughs> Tim Burton. I think Tim Curry is a. He's, he should be on my Deadpool Treasure this year, Island. but he's not. I was like, he uh, should be on a Deadpool, yeah. Uh, Tim Burton, how involved he will be because he he's all over season one. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the showrunners Alfred uh, Go and Miles Millar said uh, they're of course happy to have a job. Uh, <laughs> We just need to make sure that Wednesday hasn't emptied the pool first, they said. Ha-ha! Yes. Uh, and they also uh, talked about, this is the fact that it really connected with audience. It's been really gratifying. We're excited to explore that Wendy's uh, Wednesday has uh, dipped. <laughs> Sorry. Too many. Wendy's dip. Too many commercials for Wendy's. Oh, I could go for some Wendy's <laughs> oh, right now. Oh, we can Wendy's? Well, let me tell you about the French toast sticks, Tony. Let me... Uh, yeah. Are they good? Yeah, I actually genuinely want Harry, to know. are you, you allowed to have French toast sticks? They're better than your mom's. Uh, <laughs> I, I hear they're just Which basically one? candy. Mm, um, um, um. <laughs> uh, anyway, it says uh, she's dipped her toe into the friendship pool. What's it going to look like? Uh, she hugged. That was the big arc for the season. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I, I I I am so happy for everyone who really enjoys this show. Uh, if I could never hear about it again, though, I would be okay. <laughs> you know, just start referring to Wednesday as Odin's Day in normal oh. conversation, and everyone I've always, will understand what you mean. I've always I've always looked at like post post nineteen ninety three Tim Burton as like when normies want to dip their toe in the weird pool. Nineteen ninety three. So that's yeah. like the last thirty years. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, like, his early, his early stuff Everyone's was super weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, was... I mean, and, and there's no knock against people who like Tim Burton movies. I love Tim Burton movies, but it's like, that's the safest weird you can get, right? Yeah, there's an inflection so. point with Tim Burton. It was, you have, like, pre-Oyster Boy and the Melancholy Tales, and then, yeah. like, post that book. Yeah, it's like, it's like once commercial success really hit hard for him, he, he started playing it safer, and that's fine. I get it. Uh, your Red Hot Chili Peppers, they they had to do that too, right? The same so, thing. Made exactly. A lot of money. Exactly. Yeah. You go, oh, wait, these checks are bigger when I'm a little less insane. You can Early. buy a lot of pairs of BVDs with those that's, checks. That's yep. true. Early Chili Peppers. That's right. That's a good mm -hmm. example. I like that. Uh, let's see. All right. On to our next story then. Uh, this is one that's been kicking around uh, this week, and we want to set it straight. Uh, but I would caution Dave Bautista a little something here. Uh, hey, bow, bow. He is, uh, hey, bow, he's, he's leaving the Marvel Cinematic Universe after seven projects in ten years as Drax. Can wow. you believe it? Yeah. Uh, he talked about the role and why he was relieved to be done with it. He said, it wasn't all pleasant. It was hard playing that role. The makeup process was beating me down. And I just don't know if I want Drax to be my legacy. It's a silly performance, and I want to do more dramatic stuff. Now, here's the part that they left out of a lot of these headlines. Right, right. I really wish they would have invested more in Drax, personally, because I think Drax has more of a story to tell. I think Drax has a really interesting backstory, which they dropped the ball on. Mm -hmm. That's no dig on Marvel, but, man, I think they really missed the ball on Drax. He's got such a great backstory. Uh, he is uh, out talking about uh, Knock at the Cabin, in which he is starring in, and his role in Dune is expanded, apparently, in the second oh, one. 
Nice. Uh, but he said basically he wants to do more dramatic roles. He th- he didn't he did he didn't knock Guardians of the Galaxy or Marvel. No, no. But the headlines just, sure as hell make it look like he did, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the spin on this from a lot of news outlets was, oh, he hates everything. Um, no. But that's no. not the case at all. And I, I, I am 100%, you know, agreeing with the makeup process that he would have to go through for every day they shoot. It's got to be just insane. Well, that's why he gets to wear the vest now. Oh, yeah. that's a yeah. good point. It's yeah. just yeah, easier, yeah. Because when we saw him in the vest at first, we thought, oh, I, I heard something about him saying, I'm getting to the point now where I can't just go through that all the time. And I thought, oh, he just wanted to he wanted to maybe eat a few more hamburgers, right? But really, yeah. after you see you see Glass Onion, you're like, no, he's still ripped as hell. He's yeah. just not wanting that. That's that's a full upper torso appliance that that's five hours in the chair, right? So he's by easily. far the most shirtless character of all the Marvel characters. <laughs> I remember uh, when, Groot, excuse me. <laughs> well, you know. when, uh, when, when the RZA did uh, man with the iron fists and he was in it and Carrie and I were just like, yeah, not necessarily a, a great call on actors there. And he's really come a long way. Like there's been yeah. a couple parts he's done where you're like, yeah, he's, he's got chops. He, oh yeah. And again, jobs. I think it's got everything to do with a good director, you know, yeah. because uh, in Knives Out, he's terrific. James oh, Gunn, man. he's terrific. He kind of slips in some of these others. That uh, zombie thing that he did with uh, Zack Snyder, he was not good. Yeah, because yeah, Zack Snyder only has two modes, right? Yeah, exactly. Vi- violence and brooding, and Batista's... <laughs> Batista yeah. needs a good director. And, but there was a movie... Blade Runner, 2099. He was amazing it was, in that. Well, it, was, yeah. it was brief, but sure. that's when Villeneuve yeah, brought him into year. Dune. And, um, uh, I was just trying to think of. Uh, he had he had a role on. way back uh, years ago in one of the Riddick movies, and mm-hmm. I thought he was fine. He played a, a bounty hunter. Was he one of the Chronicles? He was not, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was not a Chronicle of Riddick. He was oh, a bounty man. hunter of Riddick. Mm-hmm. So. That second Riddick movie, oh my gosh, but, it was so amazing. I, I would just say this to Dave Bautista, because I read this sentence and I got a vibe. I don't know if I want Drax to be my legacy. It's a silly performance and I want to do more dramatic stuff. I know a couple of actors who said the same thing, and they're Leonard Nimoy and William Shatner. Oh. Well, um, I wonder if he's using the word silly, because Drax is a silly character. They've definitely made that character using... silly. Yeah, I don't think he's using silly in a derogatory way. I think well, he's I would just in... I would just say to him, you are beloved as that character. Don't don't snub it, don't walk yeah. away from it. You know, don't do what Shatner did with Kirk and then finally in later in life go, Oh, I should have embraced the character. I get it as somebody though, like you know, when they decided that Worf needed to be the comedic relief in the last couple of Star Trek movies, it's like this is your badass ultimate warrior. It's not a Zort, right? It's just not <laughs> Yeah, and they they completely they completely missed out on the whole background of being a street saxophone player. I mean, that is such a great background. <laughs> see, I was I was gonna say let's let's go down to let's see what background he's talking about with tracks. The saxophone yeah. player part. Yeah, he was a street so. performing saxophone player, and then his wife and daughter were killed by Thanos, and that part they got right. But what they don't get is that his daughter's Moondragon, but they haven't reintroduced, they haven't introduced yeah. Moondragon in the MCU, so. Well, and if I remember, Girl. if I remember correctly, didn't he talks about it a little bit in the first Guardians of the Galaxy. 
Yeah. He's and then, in the first Guardians, he's like, and, I was out playing my Draximophone. No, no and... not that part. Um, <laughs> but then they, he just kind of, the, the character just never talks about it really again after the first Guardians. Yeah. Well, because right. he's found his new family with the Guardians. So, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. why I think he's dying. He's dying in this one. Mm. Mm. I Okay. As long as it's not Rocket, I'm fine. Rocket, they're not <laughs> yeah. going to kill. They're not going to kill Rocket. They're going to give Rocket his happy ending. Good. Diggity. And then, because uh, uh, Drax I don't is get it. Explain Drax it to me. Uh, no. A happy ending is when you go to a massage parlor and the, and the um, I uh, they massage, those, massage. And they, they massage everything. Yeah, they everything. have. A, they're all over on nowhere. Completion. Just, you can't yeah. throw a rock on nowhere without hitting a massage parlor. Well, you in, also, the old days, in the old days. In the old days. You also can't throw a rock in my part of town without running into one of those. Either. <laughs> Where do you all live? Right. Just ask. Oh, I, I live in. I live in downtown Salt Lake, <laughs> Salt Lake and about City. every. <laughs> About every six months, one of the massage parlors in my neighborhood gets raided. <laughs> oh, oh, that's crazy. So it sounds like they need financial help. I'll come back. Yeah, I was right, like, James, I get down there quick. James Lonely. Is... <laughs> <laughs> well, if your wife doesn't listen now. to this episode. Oh, she. we lost her 20 minutes ago. She, she, she's, not, she's not sticking in this long. Uh, let's see. Um, okay, so this is our final story, and, and it's, it comes with a quiz for y'all. Yes. Uh-oh. Um, Do I have to take notes? Uh, well, hey. just think about it. Uh, California Democrat Robert Garcia, uh, former mayor of Long Beach, California, uh, proud representative of the LGBTQ plus community, proud immigrant, self-proclaimed comic book nerd, uh, was sworn into Congress late last night. <laughs> I got this story before uh, he was sworn into Congress. Uh, he, uh, and he's not using a Bible to be sworn in on. He is using, this is what he said, we'll, prou- we'll be proudly sworn in to Congress on the U.S. Constitution. Underneath the Constitution, there will be three items that mean a lot to me personally. A photo of my parents who I lost to COVID, my citizenship certificate, and an original Superman number one from the Library of Congress. Oh, heck. Uh, and he then sent out another uh, Instagram post. He says, Yo, okay, y'all, I'm freaking out. This is the congressional members' reading room in the Library of Congress. I can pull any comic book from what is the largest public comic collection in the oh, country wow. and read them. Whoa. <laughs> wow. How fun. That's wild. So uh, That's I, read cool, the whole, I read the whole thread because people were teasing him and... Uh, uh, he said, for all of you upset that I still read comics and suggesting that I need to do more serious reading, um, anyone who understands comics knows that comics are an essential part of American fiction and the lessons learned are invaluable. It's serious shit, he says. Comic Plus, books are almost, you could say, like America, modern America's mythology. Oh, or, absolutely. You know I just I mean? see it as like comic books are, is the subtext of pop culture. Yeah, people that don't understand that it's just a metaphor for life now. I mean, Superman is the ultimate alien, right? The ultimate Mm -hmm. immigrant. The ultimate immigrant. Yeah, Yeah, the ultimate immigrant. And so, like, people that don't understand that, well, it's also a soap opera. You can go Mm -hmm. as deep or as shallow as you want. Now, keep in mind that the Library of Congress has, well, just about anything in there. So They, they have everything. I had a job where I worked for a ghostwriting company. And I had to submit books to the Library of Congress. First of all, their website has not been updated since 1996. Unsurprising. Yeah. And um, everything they have. Wasn't it like... Go ahead, Carrie. 
I mean, they got Lord of the Rings. They got, uh, you know, maybe even the Necronomicon in there. I mean, they got all the... <laughs> the whole point. The whole point of the Library of Congress is to just keep a record of all the, you know, media that's produced in the in the yeah. U.S. At least, I think, isn't it? That so, kind of the point. So I will I will ask you as I got this from io9 and I like the way that they put it. Which nerd Bible would you be sworn in on? Oh, DC Ooh. one, uh, Detective mm. Comics number one, mm. easy done. Batman. Got it right over Batman. there for you, James. <laughs> got it right there for you. Um, 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 oh, well, you're my, um, you're in your house. I'm just like, yeah. I don't think I don't I see it. it. I'll loan it to you, <laughs> uh, Lee. You said it was such comics. Um, Lee, what do you got there? Frankenstein. This this is the uh, Frankenstein illustrated by Bernie Wrightson, and wow. uh, it it's what he considered to be his greatest work. And uh, it's like, you know, Bernie Wrightson created Swamp Thing and and so many other iconic superhero characters. But what he never had the chance to do in comics was this style of black and white pen, pen and ink illustration. That's nice. And this book was gifted to me by one of my children. And... It's it's amazing. Like it's the full not and uh, it's it hasn't been shortened. It hasn't been at all uh, messed with, but it's it's beautiful and it's staggering and it kind of makes me think about a career that really wasn't taken seriously. Even now, he's not really counted as one of the greats, even though he really was. Like most of the really good illustrators right now go back to Wrightson as as their huge influence. So mm-hmm. um, this would be the one. What All years right. did you say he was prominent as an artist? Wrightson, most prominent in the 70s. Uh, that's like Swamp Thing number one. Swamp Thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then, it, so what's wild about Wrightson is his career was most prolific in the 60s when he was doing EC and horror comics. Um, but... The Swamp Thing title was the first time that he like really, really, really broke into prominence in, in one of the major publishers. But, you know, he died poor and unknown, just like the comic industry likes him. <laughs> All right, who's next? Rebecca? Um, I would do a box set of season five of American Dad. <laughs> I mean that tracks. That is perfect. That is, yeah. I always wondered who the demographic for that show was because I never Found met it anybody that says anything about american dad i love it it's, it's, really yeah. i need to watch I, it's the, the it show is the only show i watch i've recently gone back from like family guy number one and tried to rewatch the entire show i did like, i did that last year it's it's good. funny it's funny because but there's a, a fall-off point there's a fall-off point and it's also it's definitely like Mm, it, is, it definitely belongs in the time period. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Me, like there's get, some stuff with it that's very antiquated. This is. This but is I've for, never met American Dad. That's okay. This is for Rebecca. Cheese nips are not the same as cheese its. I have a list. If you're not going to follow it. <laughs> a literate girl is a lonely girl. <laughs> All right, uh, Tony. Uh, I would probably do uh, Goosebumps One Day at Horrorland. What? Oh, that's such a good one! <laughs> because I think, to my recollection, that was the first like book book I read as a young lad that started getting me into reading in general. Ah, there I didn't go. read comic books until I was like 17, 16, 17. Um, so I read book books first and then eventually came into comic books. 
So yeah, goosebumps. One day at Horrorland. Uh, I would uh, well, in keeping with the true theme, if I were being sworn in now, as this guy was, uh, of course it's got to be Captain America number one, where he's mm. punching Hitler on the cover. That's good. Nice. If you're picking, if I'm picking a comic book, yeah. uh, but if I'm picking a political book, it would be uh, Hunter Thompson, Fear and Loathing on the Campaign Trail seventy two. Nice. <laughs> uh, let's see our chat room. Uh, Jimmy John says the Guy Fieri cookbook. Uh, does he have one? I didn't even know he had one. I bet Guy he Fieri's does. probably you got many cookbooks. He's got, yeah, I'll Google it right now. He's, guys. he's also Google. probably got like style guides for his hair. Uh, Calvin and Hobbes full box set. Oh, yeah. classic. Yeah. yeah. Guy, Guy on fire, Guy Fieri yeah. family food, driving oh, drivers and dines. See, and uh, Okay. Yeah, yeah, he's got a bunch. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mr. DB5 star Batman Arkham Knight or mm. Undertale. Undertale. Uh, Video game selection. Right on, right on. Yeah. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, someone oh, says. Yeah, great. 42. Oh, there you go. Uh, the Hobbits, is someone saying? Yeah. All right. So a lot of, oh, lot of people weighing in. Let us know on our social medias, you know, on the Facebooks and the. Or, or in the comments. Yeah, or, comment in the comments. Or comments here, too. Yeah. Do yeah. It. I've got a leather bound edition of The Hobbit from 1990 that would be a close second. Mm. I bet it smells great. All you right. See a lot of stuff. <laughs> let's uh, let's uh, find out what y'all consumed uh, this week. Who would like to go first? I would go, like to go first. I would like to go first. I have. <laughs> <Okay. that. laughs> oh I've, I've, my I'm gosh! Go I've been on, on so a hard to talk about this. He's just Ex been. Have you? Ex Excitable James has I the floor. James right, wants ahead. to go first. Man. There we go. Love, that? death, and robots. Have you guys consumed oh, this? Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I slept on that show for so long. It's Dude, so good. Every it's season. so good. So good. I told somebody if they watched the entire first season before Sunday, I promised them I'd go to church with them. Ooh. <laughs> and did well, that's how much I want to. I'm a proselyter for this show, and I have two years of experience. Um, and I speak okay, Malagasy. Did they? Did they? I don't know. And at this well, point, I'm too Sunday afraid to yet. text and ask because I don't want to remind <laughs> them because I really don't want to go because it's one o'clock and you might as well just eat up your entire day. Right? <laughs> Um, no, you're right. Speaking as someone who goes every week, you're right. <laughs> one well, and did you know they they whittled it down to two hours? It's not three hours anymore. Yeah, it's like I said, hours. I go every week. I, I know these things. You go every church week. Oh church God, chat. Welcome to church chat. Hey, hey, hey! Guess guess what? I don't do every Sunday, and it doesn't take two hours. Go go to church. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I knew it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh I love robots. I if you guys haven't watched the show, oh my gosh, it's so good. Um, and then, um, Sandman. Oh yeah. Oh, the show, the show. Two, Thank you. two great and shows. They're both right on there. Netflix. Yeah. I actually just, so I'm, I love Sandman, the graphic novel. It was, it's one of the first like non, I mean, it is DC, but it's, it's kind of not, it's like right? you know adjacent, what I mean? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it, what, well, didn't it start out Vertigo or something like that? Yeah. yeah it's a Vertigo imprint so, for sure. Um, I it, it literally a huge started Neil Gaiman fan. Oh, huge. Yeah. I love the ability that he has. I even watch his masterclass, how he like takes a well-known thing like Sleeping Beauty, and he's just like, Well, isn't the prince into like necromancy then? Like necrophilia, because he's like making out with like a semi-dead person. And why is so I like the way that he thinks. I like the way his brain is. And the fact that Sandman kind of does that with the lamest character out there, yeah. which is, oh, Sand. You know, it's just not that cool. Um, but he you makes it no really I cool. You have no idea, do you? I, I have no idea. 
So I listened to the audio. James, and James, have you listened to Norse mythology or read Norse mythology by Neil Gaiman? I've read uh, American Gods. I just finished that book. Oh, that one's That's fantastic. my favorite book. That's fantastic. That book, book is amazing, and I need one. to read it a second time because it makes oh. me feel stupid because I have no idea what's going on. Okay, dude, um, check, out Norse, check out Norse mythology by Neil Gaiman. It came out a couple years ago. He goes through and does a retelling of all the major Norse yeah. myths and legends. It's awesome. Should I, I play... Uh, uh, that one game in order to get ready for it. No. God of War. Would that get me ready for the book? No, well, that's a different uh, telling of the Norse mythology. And, and mostly made up. How yeah. many different tellings are there? So Love, Death, and Robots is really good. And then I started, uh, <laughs> I'm almost done with season one of Sandman. And where I was going with that is, uh, I love the graphic novel. It's slightly overrated because everybody always says Sandman in the same breath as Neil Gaiman. And he has so much good stuff. And it's good. It's a good show. Yes, he is a, yes, he it is, is adorable. He is excitable, James. <laughs> Dude, Love, Death, and Robots is so good. <laughs> it, the thing that's so awesome about Love, Death, and Robots is half of the stuff that they do on that. There, there's all it's all short, short form uh, animated stuff. Some is twelve minutes. Some is yeah. twenty two. Some is forty. Half of the stuff on there could make awesome series in and of themselves. And that's Guess the only what? thing that bums me they out about that show. Because I'm cash. just like, I just want more of those. They just you know? tell the stories. How cool is that? Tell it's, the it's, story. Dude, there's an entire also, story about tilt shift zombie attacks. Yeah. It's yeah, shot yeah, yeah. in tilt shift. Uh, it's so cool. It's, it's also a fantastic springboard for studios that need a Western audience before they uh -huh. break into something like Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Yep. There you go. James, can I just get you to say something uh, for me? Anything. Say, it's really neat. That's pretty neat. There you go. It's not every day you see all this neatness in one place. You can tell it's an Aspen by the way it is. You know, no, there's a tree by the way it uh, is. Only only Rebecca can follow Excitable James, but first for Rebecca, a, another American dad gift. Oh, hey, Francine, did you get those pecan sandies I asked for? Oh, Roger, I'm sorry. I was at the market yesterday and I forgot. Pretty sure I asked for pecan yes. sandies. <laughs> uh, Rebecca. Uh, I watched a lot of stuff this week um i'll save one item so that you and me and lee can talk about it oh um, yes wow so okay the first movie i watched <laughs> yeah we don't matter i mean it's you not guys like didn't watch it did awesome. you guys watch the menu did you guys watch the menu do you guys want to talk about the menu no now i feel left out thank you okay, well robots, maybe watch the menu and then we clear. can talk about it that was uh, um, you being left out is actually a course on the menu Mm -hmm. um, As a white male in 2023, I'm not left so, out of a lot of stuff, and I'm not used to it, and I don't like it. Catch me. <laughs> yeah, James, like it. you tell hey, him. Hey, this, this fits right in to form. this. Uh, the first movie I watched was Banshees of Insurin, um, which I know Shannon talked about previously, but uh, written and directed by Martin McDonough, who did In Bruges and Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Um, it's about... It takes place in 1923 on this small island in Ireland called Incheron, and mm -hmm. uh, it's about these two friends, Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell, and one day Brendan Gleeson decides he doesn't want to be friends with Colin Farrell anymore, and that's the movie. I, I've um, done that before. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's, uh, but it's actually, it's actually really well done um, because it gets tense, and you know, it's just a, it's a really great story about. Um, Kind of, kind of toxic masculinity, but also poor communication choices. Mm. Uh, if you've ever been through a friend breakup, this is a really great movie. Um, 
And, but I'm, I just have a tender place in my heart for Martin McDonough anyway, because he was a playwright turned screenwriter. And, and I Bruges is proof of that. <laughs> and I just think that's really neat. And I um, just refer to it as uh, the way Lee refers to it, the bad knees of Ed Sheeran is the movie. <laughs> <laughs> and I, even though I am of English and Irish descent, I do recommend subtitles because uh, yes. we oh, got them thick accents. Especially in this movie, yes. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, what do you have? If I Them can, thick it, accents. It's thick accents. Don't get James started on accents. Please don't. I'm very good at European We've, speaking. Damn I've, I've thick accents. I finally beat it out of him in Gadget Spot. I don't want him starting here. No, don't encourage him. James, have you watched the Attack the Block? Have you watched no. Attack the Block? Oh, yeah. If I accent can, Central. If I That's can understand another. the accents in Dairy Girl, will I be okay with this one? Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. You yeah. might be. You might be. Uh, the, next, lady. the next movie oh. I watched is an HBO documentary called This Place Rules by Yes, Andrew I watched that Callahan. yesterday, too. Yes. Um, I texted Carrie immediately. I was like, oh, this is an A24 production? Automatic five stars. Well, and <laughs> and produced by Tim and Eric. And produced by Tim oh, and Eric. That's a double whammy. Again, a double whammy. Um, it's, go it's good. It uh, Andrew Callahan's whole shtick was he... Um, goes around to different like events and interviews people and blah 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 and so this place rules is all about him going to different rallies and stuff leading up to January 6th so wow. so you know. what happened on January 6th I don't understand they finally <laughs> swore in the 118th Congress is what they did yeah. <laughs> oh Andrew Callahan. I thought it was 118th vote for the speaker <laughs> if you're if, if no if, Matt Gates would never let it get above 18. <laughs> if anyone's... Well played. Holy cow. This is why she's wearing the hoodie. I don't know. I'm not even going to bother saying whatever I was because I can't follow that. <laughs> that was very nice. The world is very the, nice. The, the other thing that I loved about uh, This Place Rules is that he exposes the true truth about what I call the angertainment complex he does and it's re it's really fascinating because he interviews both um the leader mm -hmm. of the proud boys and alex jones yeah and it's really interesting to watch him um cover interview alex jones and you know cover oh excuse me <laughs> don't say jones? that <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> my dog doesn't like alex you said his name three <laughs> times that's that's the attack <laughs> word you know yeah. some dogs are trained with attacks words and hers is alex jones mine's is nixon uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's really interesting because you watch the leader of the Proud Boys and Alex Jones really push the narrative of, you know, we got to protect our country and blah, blah, blah. But then after January 6th, watch them try to backtrack and cover their asses mm -hmm. womp, womp. As, if, as if to say, oh, we had nothing to do with this. But the other thing that he exposes in that as well is that these characters don't necessarily believe the things that they're saying no because the the proud boys guy i, can, I literally yeah. can't even remember his name he is yeah, like terrio he's like yeah. well, no this is not we're a gun club with a or we're a drinking club with a politics problem and he doesn't even drink no what what they are into what they do and i'll say this about about these two and joe rogan and you name them and they're the same it's about selling merchandise yep it's getting you riled up to buy powder protein and, and, and t-shirts and who did I they learn watched... that from you no Let's say it together rush nope. limbah rush limbah reagan no limbah <laughs> when when the fairness doctrine was was repealed 
and AM radio was dying, Limbaugh mm-hmm. went around and said, I will give you three hours of programming for free in exchange I get two minutes of advertising an hour. And he built an empire off of that two minutes. Mm-hmm. Well, and it was kind of crazy. I've never watched like a, a minute of Alex Jones's mm-hmm. content, but it was really funny to watch him go like, you need my vitamins. You need my blah, blah, blah. You need my and, blah, blah, blah. And people yeah. eat it up that are and into him. nuts. And- and, and it's the same with all you name them, Rogan, you name them. They're all that's what this is all about is selling Anity. merchandise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. the, the, the other ahead, thing I, I will say that the if you don't know who Andrew Callahan is, look up uh, all gas, no breaks on YouTube. That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the and that's does, yeah. that's the, the channel that he does. He goes around. Some of his best stuff is interviewing people at NASCAR races. Oh, oh yeah. wow. Yeah. Yeah. Just a bunch of weirdos. Um, <laughs> then I'll I, then I watched the menu, but I'll save that for later. And then Thursday, I went to go see Megan Mathrigan, oh, as I've been calling that? it. Mathrigan. There's a reason it's trending at 96% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, nice. It's, I didn't realize it was PG-13, but that's okay. Um, essentially, th- this... I don't even know where to begin with this movie. Oh. It's got so much stuff that I absolutely love. Essentially what it is, story of a nine-year-old girl who goes to live with her aunt after her parents are killed. And her aunt is a toy designer engineer. And she has designed this robot doll called Megan. And uses the prototype with her niece as, to help the niece like cope a- with the death of her parents. Mm. And... It really just, you know, the evolution of a killer dog, you know, the evolution of an AI designed to protect this nine-year-old. And it's got a lot of really great messaging, you know, women in STEM, women can also design killer robots. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Us too. (laughs) It's not, it's not uh, like really, there's some gore, but not really. They can't Uh, get too crazy if they kept a PG-13 rating. That's the thing. There was a there was like two kids in the row in front of us, and I was like, "Why are people bringing kids to horror movies?" And I'm actually coming around on kids at horror movies because they have the best reactions. <laughs> they <do>. Because <laughs> Megan is actually a very funny movie. It's pretty funny, and towards the end, uh, one of the kids' adults was laughing, and the kid said, "Stop laughing," which made me and my <laughs> friend PJ start laughing even harder. <laughs> um, but uh, you know, just kill it, kill a robot doll. What do you What do you give it? I gave it four and a half out of five. Nice. Oh. Yeah, and a- afterwards, our electric chairs weren't working, and so we had to like climb out of them. And I was like, "It's Megan. She's here." So um, <laughs> you almost got Chermithrigand. Chermithrigand. Yeah, yeah. So d- I definitely recommend recommend Mithrigand. Um, but then okay. also the menu. If you guys would like to talk with me about the menu, I'd be happy to. The menu. Um, the guy who directed it, Mark Mylod, I think. I don't know, but he's he's directed episodes of Succession, Game of Thrones, Shameless. Uh-oh. But then the the screenwriters are people who have worked on Seth Meyers, um, Comedy Bang Bang, John Oliver. So you have these comic writers and this very serious director, and you get I love a it. masterpiece. It is you get a it little is, bit of everything. It is the tensest comedy I have ever watched, yes. and it has an incredible cast. And it is so very clearly talking. If you have not worked in food service, this movie may not hit all of your buttons. But if you've worked in food service, there's going to be some stuff that happens in that. Like, I've worked in restaurants where not quite that obsession with a chef, but pretty damn close. And my mm. brother, 
My brother is an executive chef for Hilton. I'm like, if you've eaten an East Coast Hilton dining establishment, you've eaten my brother's food, right? He's designed those menus. And he does have people in his downline that look up to him. Not quite there, but pretty damn close. <laughs> it's it's yeah, wild. My, my takeaway from this movie was respect service workers. <laughs> <laughs> my my take from it was uh, I, I, I've become a little too obsessed with with that scene just chefs and all of that, <laughs> that, that which that they address in the back. movie which they address in the movie i went oh oh, <laughs> oh. that's me that's me isn't it oh you're nicholas holt i'm almost nicholas holt because there are like three or four chefs that i follow intensely and yep. you know, um so. there's not to recommend another podcast but there's a podcast i listen to called leguizama rama and it's a podcast nice. that only talks about John Leguizamo movies. <laughs> and their episode hey, about content? the menu. How much content can you have only talking about between, John Leguizamo well, movies? Well, right lot. now, a right lot. now, between between this and Violent Night, he's having a good year. Mm, yeah. Fair, fair. And uh, hey, their, their episode about the menu is actually very good because they do a very good job of describing John Leguizamo and what he adds to an ensemble cast. Yes. Um, oh, yes. And he, John, John Leguizamo, he plays um, an aging... Like an old, like a, a, a aging movie star, essentially. Um, but you have all of these different little side stories happening, and they do you kind got, of intertwine. You got tech bros, you got foodies, you've got mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. it's all the it's worst fantastic. people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. All right, all the worst people, and yeah. I'm one of them. Anyway, uh, <laughs> hey, no, come on, hey. Uh, who's uh, who's next? Uh, Lee. Lee. I, I have a long list because I haven't actually talked about what I've consumed in three weeks. So I'll, I'll but I'll cool. make it, but I'll make it quick. Um, Glass Onion, fantastic movie for people who cool. say uh, it's it's no it's no Knives Out. Well, you're right, it is no Knives Out, but it is. If you watch it a second time, there's some very interesting things that you notice that you did it's not notice the first time through. An entirely different movie the second entirely time. Entirely different movie. so much fun. Because Benoit Blanc says multiple times, it's all been in plain sight the whole time. You watch it the second time through and you're like, you're right. It has been all in plain sight <laughs> right from the beginning. A uh, little show called Battlestar Galactica. I uh, watched season oh, one and just finished wish. season two. Um, that show is fantastic. The new one. The new so one. Good. The good one. The raw yeah, is going to say there's, there's a right answer. Yeah. Hot, yeah. hot take on Black Adam. Oh, yes. You ready for this? Hot take on Black Adam. I'm ready. That movie's too long. You know why it's too long? <laughs> yeah. Slow motion. If you took all the slow motion and made it normal speed, that movie would have been an hour and ten minutes. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, I watched I a little movie. Up. I watched a controversial little movie called Don't Worry, Darling. And oh. um, as I had not any inclination towards following the drama behind that movie, I found it a tense little thriller that was very well oh. acted by all but one person. <laughs> Harry Styles. Olivia Wilde. Yeah. Uh, so White Lotus season two. Yeah. Uh, oh, you want to literally the best death by yacht I've ever seen on a television series. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, Lee, this has been a tense week for you, yeah. hasn't it? It's been a, oh, it's three three weeks. Three weeks. Three weeks. Oh right. <laughs> so uh, pod uh, pop star. Yes. Don't stop. Never stop it. I also that, watched that. That movie is uh -huh. funny as hell and it. has the most uncomfortable dangling penis scene I think I've ever seen in a movie. Um, <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> I couldn't breathe. I was laughing so hard. 
I finally that watched a little worn at that part. <laughs> finally watched uh, finally watched Midsummer, which we did our first season two of Spooky Time Club covers Midsummer. Watched the menu, which is fantastic, and then I went and did some YouTube homework because this is what I do. Um, I get obsessed with something and I just consume all of it. So I have watched just about everything with Buster Keaton that I can find, and oh my holy hell! That dude, I thought his career was over like in the twenties. Oh, it went well on into the sixties, but this this guy, fearless pioneer of stunt work, of comedy, of slapstick, of pratfalls, um, just and he was only like five foot five. So when yeah. you see mm-hmm. him doing these things, and that uh, reading one of the documentaries or watching one of the documentaries where they're talking about when he found out that he had broken his neck in a stunt. Mm-hmm. And didn't know. He just didn't kept know. doing the thing. Yeah. And ten years later, they're like, "Oh, when did you break your neck?" And he's like, "Oh, that was when the water tower fell on me." So <laughs> he anyway. he's, he reminds me of a guy like someone who doesn't have the part of the brain that produces the yeah. fear. Yeah. Of, well, it's you know. So like the, when when he started yeah. out in when he started out in Roscoe Arbuckle movies, there'd be things like, "Oh, we have to have this woman jump off this three story roller coaster into the into the ocean, but she doesn't want to do it." And Buster Keaton's like, "Give me the dress." I'll do it. Uh, yeah. Can so we just play the jackass theme song before he does something like that. He's no, just, the, my name's Buster there, there, there is a bit. Johnny Knoxville actually talks about him quite a bit where he says, we watch his stuff and go, no. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. It was wild. Yeah. So, yeah. and then. They didn't have tetanus back then. Well, and he, he kind of intended on, like, if we can't do it in one take, we were just not going to do it. So, a lot of times that was like, that was the one take that they wow. did of that. So, and then finally, if you can find it, because we're at the 30th anniversary of Batman the Animated Series, there are quite a few documentaries floating around Netflix talking about the creation of this series. And one of them covers their original choice of the Joker, which is Tim Curry. And Ooh, Tim yeah. Curry's actual voice on the animated Joker. And they're just like, the problem was it was it was too sinister and too scary for kids and a little too arousing for some adults. Like they would hear the voice and go, <laughs> I believe Joker's okay, hold a little, on, hold on, hold Joker's on. A voice that's too scary for kids, but a little too arousing for a little too a little too, a little, yeah, too, no, a little so too sexy. So when they went back to their second choice, Mark Hamill, they said, Hey, can you do what he did, but a little funnier? And that's how we this, got Mark. Can you do this oh, less wow. scary and less sexy? I know I it's mean, a weird request. A little bit less erotic. <laughs> yeah, I could do it so. less scary, but definitely not What's less sexy. What's the name of this documentary? Yeah, I want to hear it's Tim just, Curry just, now as the Joker. Just look up Tim Curry Joker on Netflix and you'll, or on uh, YouTube and you'll find it. Okay, but that's cool. uh, that's my three weeks. Thank you, Tony. Yeah. Um, I watched a couple of the same stuff you guys already mentioned. Uh, Pop Star, just phenomenal i i don't know why i waited so long to watch it for the oh first time. i'm so good man. i'm sorry i'm sorry tony <laughs> i have so to good. do this i was supposed to do this before but friends if you don't have einstein uh health focus <laughs> liquid blend in your life right now you will die your brain will die everything about you will die you need to drink this right now <laughs> thank you, you alex man. operators uh, are standing by <laughs> uh yeah pop star and uh glass onion phenomenal um I finally oh on Christmas Christmas Day we watched Violent Night, great movie. <laughs> Just if you're looking what for a John sleeper, Wick and man. a Santa, you know, John Wick uh, movie with Christmas. That's that's basically this. Um, Best delivery of the word skull crusher in any movie. <laughs> yeah, really good. And then uh, we watched that new um, what's his name Noah Baumkamp Baum. Oh, Bomb 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 Bomb
I don't know if I recommend it. <laughs> you don't know. That's a device. That's a divisive one. I I have heard um, that people who really like it really liked the book. I haven't seen that. Oh, you seen oh, it that was book? a book. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't read it then. All right. <laughs> but yeah, White Noise. It was interesting. I like the actors. It's got Greta Gerwig, John Don Cheadle, Adam Driver. That's why we watched it. And then as Don we watched Cheadle. it, yeah, I'm just like, this is, this is War interesting. Anyway, uh, if you like if you like Noah Baumbach movies, then you're gonna like it because it's well. Then you strap in because the Barbie movie's coming out 2023, written by Is, Red Gerwig and woo, Noah Baumbach. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. There you okay. go. Well, Baumbach's worked with um, what's his face, Wes uh, Anderson, Anderson, Anderson a lot, oh. and <laughs> you can tell they their styles are 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 fairly similar. Mm-hmm. So. And then I like we wa- everything right in the center of the frame. Everything uh-huh. has to be semi. A lot of melancholy delivery to Mar- blind. Mar- marriage story. Lines. If you saw yep. a marriage story. Hotel Rwanda. And we watched uh, Bullet Train. <laughs> Are you just throwing titles out this now? Is, is it? I no, forgot Bullet Train. Oh. Tell me Bullet, about Bullet Train, Tony. Bullet Train is a five out of five masterpiece. No notes. It was just so it's, great. It is so much fun. Yep, one hundred percent. If you haven't watched, everything Bullet has Train a payoff. Yet. Every yep. setup has a payoff. It's yep. great. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Yeah, like if you were to really get into the art of writing a good, or I should say, a perfect action movie, that's it. That's your mm-hmm. primer, right it there. It really is. Yeah. And then, last but not least, we watched uh, the first season and a half of Ghosts, the U.S version of oh, Ghosts. Oh, how is it? How is People it? love that show. So I've not seen it, but it boy. Was not, the pilot almost turned me off to it. Mm-hmm. It it was pretty eh, but it's like they got a bunch of new writers or something starting with when the series actually started with the second episode, and it gets a lot better from there. Uh, so, is it the series with the pottery? Mm, nope. No, that's the movie. That's the movie Ghost? Ghost. I don't know. Uh, so anyway, with our means. friend Patrick it's, Swayze, it's uh, it's actually quite funny. I really enjoyed it. We watched all that we could over the course of like five mm. days, and we liked it so much that it's like, well, let's try out the UK version, which there's three seasons of that. That's what the US version is based on, and that's also really funny. So if uh, and they're different enough that you don't feel like you're just watching the same so same show with accents. So, oh. ghosts, quite funny. Fantastic. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, I, this place rules we talked about, the menu we talked about. Um, I finally finished. It took me a few days. Uh, RRR on Netflix. I <laughs> laughed my attention. ass off. Is it, <laughs> a, fun, is it a funny movie? Well, to me it, it was. It's, bum, it's, it's a bombastic. Perfect it's a perfect movie. I want to watch it in a full theater. <laughs> I, kept, I kept yelling at the screen, why don't you two just kiss and get it over with? Yep. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's 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 my youngest in everything. Not just kids. <laughs> just kids. Come on, how about the dance off? Let's talk about the dance off. Yeah, I there's a dance off in this action movie. There's <laughs> let's musicals. Let's talk about let's talk about when they infiltrate the palace or mansion or whatever, and they drive in with the van, and the and the van turns, and the the thing comes off, and all the animals come out of the. Is there is there a lot of slow motion uh, stuff in? Okay, so it's this good, is though. straight good, Bollywood uh, yeah. action movie. Oh, okay. it's a Bollywood it's so action good. movie with you get you know, it's you got get, everything. There's this thing called the hero's introduction in these movies. Okay, and that's why each character gets like 
a, half an hour. like a, a half hour introduction oh because, my gosh. because yeah. it's it's to allow the audiences to go and the one guy's covering himself in blood and he's gonna go get a tiger come on and the one guy who who he's working for the government and the guy and the guy's like go get that one and there's like bajillions of people around okay and the one guy is like hey yeah. i want that one guy and the one guy's like okay i'm gonna go get him and he I, is unstoppable it is a story about a couple of unstoppable bros i don't know if i can watch this oh, i would like so a movie good. describe off with rebecca i challenge <laughs> white glove take it off so, slap across your face so my, my summation was why don't they just kiss? And there, you, there's Rebecca's there's summation. Rebecca's. Um, One's anyway. quite long, the other not so much. <laughs> I'm uh, uh, Emily the Criminal. I watched uh, this week. I oh, watched that. That's so the Aubrey Plaza one, right? And Aubrey Plaza, as I'm watching this, because she's she's playing a well a criminal. And uh, as I'm watching this, I'm looking at her and looking at the way she's doing things, and I'm like, if you ever reboot Alien, or if you ever want to do Ripley from Alien again, right there. Mm, there is, right there. There is going to come a point where Aubrey Plaza does something where she wins everything, and some people are going to say, she doesn't deserve it. She's just that stupid character from Parks and Rec. Oh, and hey. there are going to be other people who are going to turn around and say, no, she's she's always had this in her. She's yeah, amazing. She, she was she's, awesome in White Lotus season two. Yeah. She can do awesome. anything, man. She can do comedy, drama, yeah. Legion. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, she was great in Legion. Oh, um, yeah, she's good in Legion. I finally finished the last two seasons of Better Call Saul oh, and enjoyed yeah. them so much that I wish I had more. That's yeah. how much oh. I liked it. They were great. Uh, and finally this, and I'm late to this one. Uh, Rebecca, I know, has seen this. Marcel the Shell with shoes on. Did you cry? My eyes out. <laughs> 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 so that's just a warning right away oh it's so good though it's really good and i can't say it's a kids movie at all it's no, just not really it, it's too who, deep for kids are you allowed to say who the antagonist in that movie is there grief. really is yeah do you say greed is it a grief. capitalist no, no, grief. No, I grief. Grief. oh dang it <laughs> general grievous uh no grief uh -huh. is grievous. you're right microplastics right. kenobi uh <laughs> any games uh tony nope <laughs> No? What? There has to be something, Tony. Make something up. Go play your backlog. Spider-Man. I've been thwip thwipping through New York. I've been playing yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah, go right. play your backlog, everybody. Come, it's, come uh, play. It's a uh, good, good time for that. Come play Dark Tide with us. Let's mm -hmm. do it. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, since, uh, oh, Mr. B and, and Jay are on assignment this week, but since Mr. B is not here, Rebecca, allow me to close the show with this. Did you get those pecan sandies I asked for? Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. <sighs> Pretty, Pretty sure, sure I asked, I for, asked pecan for pecan sandies. sandies. <laughs>